0: <laughs> I think I might actually cut that one out guys. <laughs> oh, uh, we're recording. That right a little now? Mean. What's that? Are
1: we recording? No, we're not recording. Yeah, right we're now. never recording. <laughs> Never recorded could, it. whatever Whenever Kunin says no, that means yes. Mm. Except that's, when it means that, yes. That's, a bad, that's or no. a bad standard. It's a bad standard. Let's uh, not go with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's only. I mean, it's Kunin and I. I mean, okay, as the. <laughs> Content is
0: optional. Well, as. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> okay, just let's take a beat.
0: Yeah. Let's take a breath. As the producer the one producing this, I think that does technically make me the dumb in this situation. (laughs) Now, hear me out. (laughs) Dr. History Moral Scholar has his head in his hands in shame. Um... This room that we're in is much like the Dom's dungeon,
2: <laughs> Flugel. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that we have safety words. I don't know if anyone. Flugelhorn.
1: Flugelhorn. Oh, Is that it? No, we hadn't decided. That's yet. Not how I know. <laughs> Mother Just Google. imagine oh, a dungeon. Right. The, this room's a dungeon. We mm-hmm. don't it's... have any visuals,
0: but just imagine. The... Yeah, you might occasionally hear the of like centipedes <laughs> going across the walls and it's, it's Adam romance. Lacks hunting them for
1: food because we don't know how long <laughs> we've been <standing> down here. <laughs> Random screams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then laughs right afterwards. It's kind of an insane asylum sort of it's weird feel. Is that weird? It's weird. What? Do you consent? <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're listening to Laughing Historically with Adam Lacks, Adam Cooney. And Doctor History Scholar <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Welcome right. to our podcast, Laughing Historically. I'm your host, Adam Lax. And on the ones and twos we got Adam Cooner. And we got Doctor History Sage Scholar, Moral Protector of the Universe. Yep, that's
0: him. I'm the fifth. It.
1: I'm a big fan. The fifth? Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Is he different numbers? Duke of decency. (laughs) Is he different
0: numbers for each of those things? You know what I mean? Like he's doctor, history, the 12th, duke of moral uh, uh, levity. Probity. Probity, Probity. yes. Thank you. Yeah. I know what that means. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Prince of Probity. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: like to think that I'm different numbers for each in the in this in the sense of like the Stuart Kings. It's James the first and sixth. That's a callback to I our think, last episode. I think I think maybe it's the different levels of hell that he'll condemn you to uh, <laughs> for each <laughs> for each sin. Oh, no. And it, whoever has
0: the power to condemn to hell is definitely a history fan. Like like, I think I'm gonna leave a two and a half star review.
1: <laughs> Would not recommend. It. <laughs> He's seen the future and the past. No. He's,
0: he knows where you're going. Oh, by the way, in uh, and we own our mistakes here on laughing historically. Uh, listeners, listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I, uh, I, Bob, I have we're to, talking to you. I have <laughs> to listen to myself during this because you notice on most podcasts the producer isn't. Also, on the podcast, and I think it's because it slowly drives you insane. <laughs> to hear how stupid you sound. Um, I last episode, mm-hmm. I got a little intoxicated, and I Dr. History Moral, joke scholar, I think I might have literally like stolen your jokes in front of you and then said them back to you, <laughs> you 45 seconds later. It was the cringiest I've ever felt in my entire mm-hmm. life.
1: I just felt I had to acknowledge that. If if, if it helps, I don't remember you doing that. (laughs) 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 Thank you for that addendum to to start this episode. If it helps, (laughs) I don't remember doing
0: (laughs) that. Just listening to it.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. And now we're going to go to this day in history. Uh, Yeah. So this day is August 20th. And so on this day in 1938, Lou Gehrig hit his 23rd career Grand Slam a record that would stand for seventy-five years until broken by Alex Rodriguez. Oh wow! Yeah. So
0: coming uh, over here stealing our jobs. You
1: know? uh, <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> it didn't turn out too well for him.
0: Alex <laughs> well, Rodriguez. What you mean? Luke yeah, Bar- <laughs> <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> that all that right. was the pinnacle
1: of Lou Gehrig's life, I guess. Was Alex Rodriguez's <laughs> 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 life? All right, fair enough. <laughs> no, Lou <Luke> Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I, I've you know that that's an interesting like the reason I picked that one is that I uh, was this you trying to no l- learn it, about sports no like I mean the reason I picked it was that I had I had read a little bit about Luke Gehrig and like
0: I just thought it was interesting that the doctor who discovered that disease was also a, a baseball player <laughs> <laughs> what
1: no but it's just it's 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 fascinating because like he's on the same team as Babe Ruth uh-huh and he and Babe Ruth Are like were like the polar opposites in terms of how they treated themselves.
0: Well, actually, there's that other disease, Babe Ruth's disease. um, (laughs)
1: It's otherwise known as alcoholism (laughs) (laughs)
2: diabetes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like
1: self-diagnosing. How dare you?
0: I was vulnerable earlier. That's how you treat me.
1: But yeah, so like, it's just that you know, apparently, Lou Gehrig. <laughs> in in a game got uh hit in the hand by a pitch and kept playing and they like he he played the rest of the game and then they x-rayed his hands later and he had like seven broken bones Holy in one of his hands and he just wow. played through it for the you know so when that came up i was like okay he's pretty hardcore so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll i'll add him so he went on
0: to found a school for uh Extraordinary ch- kids who who have powers like mutant powers. Lou Gehrig? Yeah, because he had he had his bones broken and he could still play, so he's like A mutant? Yeah, I don't know. It was an X Men stretch I, guy I I know it was. Of off today. <laughs> <laughs> I Babe off.
1: Ruth X or uh no. so then in nineteen forty Professor Garrick
0: <laughs> <laughs> Garrick <Gehrig's> six <laughs> In, in 1940, he's Leon Doctor Trotsky history
1: says is not impressed. No, I mean, no, in 1940, like Leon Trotsky is fatally wounded by an ice pick to the head in Mexico City he actually dies on august 21st so the wound he isn't immediately killed yeah. on august 20th by the ice pick to the head god i Whoa. hate workplace accidents <laughs> <laughs> no, they yeah they're you. the worst they're yeah. the worst you get some disgruntled dude paid by stalin shows up in your <laughs> in your ice pick yeah. factory and then he trips and falls and boom, ice picked to the
0: head. Every Soviet factory had one of those signs, it's been this many days since but
1: like, <laughs> a- accident is in quotes. <laughs> it's I'm been not- this many
0: days since, quote, accidents. And
1: underneath it goes brought to you by NKVD.
0: <laughs> hmm. That made me laugh and also made me sad.
1: All right. That's what Soviet history will do. <laughs> really well. Really well. <laughs> and then lastly, in 1998, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that Quebec cannot legally secede from Canada without the federal government's approval. I see. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just I saw that that That's... had happened on August 20th. I wanted to put it in there.
0: Are they is the Canadian Supreme Court above or below the American Supreme Court? Like, who wins? What, what country are we in?
1: Mm. We're talking about a wrestling match, well, right? Yeah, because
0: <laughs> you, would, you would actually have to do two matches, one in Canada, one in America, and then one in, like, Uganda or something, and you know, to uh, see I, who so, settles so it. So, one,
1: I don't know how many people are on, excuse me, the um, Canadian Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know uh, how many members it has. Uh, From a legal point of view, the U.S. Supreme Court is like, there's only two things greater than its decisions, which is the actual Constitution and treaties. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why the Supreme Court has been surprisingly consistent. Surprisingly supreme? Well, surprisingly Uh consistent, surprisingly progressive on Native American rights, because Mm -hmm. Native American rights tend to be codified by treaty. And so the Supreme Court is like, but it's a treaty. You, you, have to, you have to do that. You can't not do what a treaty says. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. So we... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we, we've been really good about those treaties. Yeah, yeah those yeah, treaties. The, that's, that's, well, right I mean, that, and that's, the, that's the, the Indian Removal Act mm-hmm. uh, that Andrew Jackson signed into law. One of the, I think it's the Cherokee, sue the U.S. government. Oh, yeah. They take them to the Supreme Court, and John Marshall... Declares that the Indian Removal Act is unconstitutional because mm-hmm. it violates the treaties that the United States had signed with the Cherokee, and Andrew Jackson's purported response is probably apocryphal, but it sounds right. Justice Marshall has made his decision; let him enforce it. Mm. Right, you know. That's so the right. government has ignored Supreme Court decisions on this on this matter, but the the, the U.S. Supreme Court has been, um pretty consistent on that and it's because again treaties within the, like the hierarchy of law, treaties sit above federal law but below the US Constitution. Hmm. I, th- I imagine that in Canada though the Canadian Supreme Court would be supreme. I I think Kunem was more interested in seeing a, a, a cage match yeah, between yeah, the yeah, US 100%. Supreme Court yeah, and, yeah. Just and Canadian Supreme abuse? Court justice. Like, Is it elder abuse
0: if, if- they're abusing each other? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on guys, let's think here. Uh, I just want to, yeah. I definitely want to see like a rumble in the jungle, except everyone's got like judge robes on. Do you and know the what I Canadian, mean? <laughs> and we can
1: tell who the Canadians are because they're wearing the the oh, funny they, the funny uh, the mountain wigs. Yeah, they got no, their, the wigs. They still uh, got bears. The they, they wear the wigs? wigs. Yeah, they still wear barrister mm. wigs. Are they are they as old as ours? Are they are they like a million years old and Probably. in there forever? I mean, that's kind of like the rule. Well, it, but I mean, I mean, this is kind of speaking to what we're going to talk about today. But like. <gasps> Courts should be, and I mean this with a small c, conservative. With a small c, conservative. They should be like the hang, hang the on. The brake on the yeah, engine. Yeah, so to speak. you know, hey, let's let's think about this. Let's slow down. And that is tends to be more conducive to someone who's marinated in the law for... 40 50 marinated hands. in the law. I mean, what? like, like think a ro- so rotisserie dirty. lawyer, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: that marinated too long. I think it's just rotten now. <laughs> yeah, like Rudy Giuliani, even. like <laughs> that, that was
1: <laughs> been in the oven a bit Went too long.
0: At, <laughs> he marinated in the sun, not in the law. That's
1: that's not marination, that's uh, just going rotten, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know. But but the point being that, like, ideally, right. That is the that's the ideal. Whether or not that happens in reality is an entirely different thing. Right. Um, but I, you know, and, and to think about practically speaking, no member of the Supreme Court uh, currently has ever held a job that wasn't in the law. Right. Like they none of them worked fast food. <laughs> okay so none of them have none of them have been in a job alito
2: was uh, it like
0: how no, 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 no. did you like fries no. with that <laughs> there's, there's about a single ca- check into cash clerk on the supreme court <laughs>
2: at least not a walmart
1: century. greeter uh yeah, yeah. Well, not in, they're old enough to be they, old they, that's what they do after yes. the supreme court when they yeah it's not, it's not it's not it's not the the speaking circuit at six figures apiece no definitely not it's it's greener. <laughs> they should definitely work a jo- be forced to work a job at fast food i mean they to see what they, it's like they may to have to be you know they may outside of that they bubble 17, wait, uh, right? like but they haven't since <gasps> they were 25 right like they haven't in this century mm-hmm. worked in anything outside of the law
0: what about okay wait 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 i have an exception mm-hmm. uh he has passed so i don't want to speak ill of him but uh uh uh, oh, that's, I almost said Scaramucci but that's not Scalia as fucking, Scalia thank mm-hmm. you uh, <laughs> Justice Scalia was technically and this is in quotes a package boy <laughs> 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 <It's>
1: <laughs> youth.
0: you know doing a couple of jobs here and there around the neighborhood for mm-hmm. the crew you know what I mean like just he was running numbers no <laughs> <the> goodbye <Yeah. laughs> <No bet laughs> the goodbye there yeah. hey hey it's like, this is, I got a sandwich in here take it to <laughs> your uncle Vito over there on the, <laughs> the cops see a run <laughs> no big deal the tip is
1: $2,000 what can I say (laughs) it was good service Uh, it's all cash Uh, anyway can we we... get sued for insinuating I like I like Dr. Dr. (laughs) Scholar's Italian accent we need to hear more of that (laughs) your Italian accent (laughs) sounded very Chicago (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. can we get sued for saying Scalia might have been in the (laughs) mob I'm just trying to see what I should cut out here (laughs) No. All right. I don't know about you, are you? All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier now that he's <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we went there. Uh, <laughs> I, I might actually got that one, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that one should just be for us.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 or it's going to be the like intro to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <okay. laughs> so, so speaking of Antonin Scalia. No shit. Is no, this the topic? No. Oh, uh, okay, the topic okay. is uh, the... Causes of the American Revolution oh. and, and I know that Antonin Scalia Would appreciate that mm. yeah. uh, So the prologue I have Called The Wonderful Year okay, The Wonderful Year So the Seven Years War Known as the French and Indian War in the United States Was the Great War uh, For Empire. Winston Churchill referred To it as the First World War It was fought in Europe North America, the Caribbean In and around Africa and India and from its beginning in 1755 through to 1758, it did not go well for Britain. Then William Pitt the Elder, in his position as Secretary of State for the Southern Department, which was the foreign minister for Southern Europe, okay. um, became King George II's prime minister. So in the 1700s, there's no position called prime minister. Oh. Um, traditionally, it was the first lord of the treasury was the prime minister, uh, but... It was essentially whoever was the person the king was most listening to was his (coughs) prime minister. So William Pitt, the elder, holds this position. He's essentially running the show. uh, And he reorganizes the war effort. And in 1759 saw not only a reversal of Britain's fortunes over the previous four years, but it essentially broke the back of the French, Spanish, Austrian, Russian, Swedish alliance. Wow.
0: Seventeen 17- uh, How mm-hmm. strong was that alliance? Like did they were they did they really like each other and partied and high fived and stuff? Or <laughs> no, they, they like- just hated Britain
1: and Prussia. Oh. Uh. And they probably hated Prussia more than they hated. Wait, Britain. how big was that? How many countries was in that? That was a lot of countries in that yeah. alliance. The French, Spanish, Austrian, Russian, Swedish alliance. Wow. The Russian
0: in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and and it's this like is six this countries? is why this I is, thought it was a Catholic thing at first, and then you threw the Swedes and the Russians in there. I was Like Jesus Christ! It was,
1: it was a we don't like you know for the for the French, the Austrians, the Russians, and the Swedes. Uh, the French are like our are fence sitting here, but it's for the at least for the Swedes, the Russians and the Austrians, it's an anti Prussian alliance, mm. right, fighting over what's left of Poland. For the French and the Spanish it's an anti British alliance mm. to to fight over the colonies, right? So that tends to be the division, roughly. So seventeen fifty nine is Anus Marabalis. The wonderful year. That's what that means. And that, that's what the, the British refer to it. It's a wonderful year.
0: They re, they I'm going to go ahead and just skip over the fact that that sounds a bit like anus. Go on. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please go so, on. Did you, did you know I, that writing? Yes. You, that's why you're looking at me all weird. Yeah. <laughs> like Why is he
1: staring at me? And then he said, all right. So uh, 1759 saw the following great victories. The survival against the French of a British garrison at Madras, India, which kept alive the British Empire in India the seizure of French, uh, from the French of Guadalupe in the Caribbean, the climactic Battle of Minden in Germany, which broke the Franco-Saxon army in Central Europe, naval victories by the Royal Navy at Kiberon Bay off the coast of France and off the coast of Lagos forced the French to abandon plans for an invasion of the British Isles in conjunction with another Jacobite rebellion, that is a Scottish rebellion, mm-hmm. uh, the ba- and the Battle of the Plains of Abraham outside of Quebec City, brought about the British conquest of French Canada. So all of these things happened in 1759. Wow. So these triumphs were so great and so many that one British observer said, quote, our bells are worn threadbare with ringing for victories.
0: Oh, humble yeah. bread. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Talking about your bells. You yeah. just <laughs> sneak that in there.
1: Just asking to get cut down. size. Mm-hmm. So there would, be, <laughs> there would be additional fighting and indeed more British victories. But seventeen fifty nine made the British victory in the Seven Years' War inevitable. It created the first British Empire and sowed the seeds. Oh, keep going. And sowed the seeds for the Amer- for American independence. So, part one: the Acts of Parliament. So, Britain may have won the war and gained with it Canada, the modern United States east of the Mississippi. East Florida, the islands of St. Vincent, Tobago, Dominica, and Grenada in the Caribbean, as well as Bengal and the North Sea Cars in India, but they had also bankrupted themselves. Taxation in the British Isles during the war had consumed anywhere between one half and three fifths of all liquid wealth in the country. Mm. Uh, were they were taxed Lost all their gin. That's- <laughs> Put all their
0: wealth in the gin business. Where should we keep our wealth in liquid? What kind of gin? Are you and- sure we won't drink at all? <laughs> no, and- I'm not.
1: And north of the north of the the north of Sterling, it was all in whiskey, mm. Scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they're rebelling. They they wanted their scotch. Yeah, they wanted the, yeah, their, their gin. Their drinking. connection is tenuous at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so there were taxes on land windows, lead, paint, stamps, alcohol, and literally anything else the British Parliament could think to place a levy on.
0: Actually, interesting, too, because there was a tax on lead at the time, that also meant there was a tax on baby formula. That Was, oh. that, was, was that too much? Was that too <laughs> much for the, even for you guys? Oh, man. All right.
1: So, uh, so in, in many... <laughs>
0: For the listener, uh, I feel like I I, I hurt Doctor History Moral Scholar's feelings, <laughs> and he wanted to just move on. My he wanted to lead move in on. the baby formula. Yeah, he
1: didn't like it. He wanted to move on as quickly as he could. <laughs> in, in many cases, British taxes came out to nearly twenty five percent of the cost of the item. Right, so there's a very high taxes. The imperial debt load approached a quarter of a billion pounds. Interest payments on the debt ate up nearly six of the 12 million pounds brought in every year in taxes. So about 50% of the budget is going to pay just the interest on the debt. (laughs) The British Treasury calculated that the average American paid six pence a year to the crown, while the average Englishman contributed 25 shillings. Now, what this means in real people... Yeah, terms. I, I have no say, idea. Uh, yeah, somebody, I don't know I What the fuck does that Yeah, it yeah. Have? can you hand me the eclectic board game <laughs> manual Converting so I know what terms? these fucking values <laughs> yeah. mean? The conversion of that into, into practical terms is that the into average... Real money. Into real money. Well, not, and not necessarily real money, but the average Englishman, con, uh, the average person in Britain, on average, paid 50 times as much in taxes as their American counterpart. That's what that means, practically speaking. Thus it was that Parliament looked across the ocean to see an English-speaking people prospering under the protection of the British crown. And so their attempt to remedy this imbalance was the Stamp Act in 1765. This act mandated that all products of the print trade, newspapers, diplomas, legal documents, playing cards, would have to display a revenue stamp. This meant that the price of all of these goods... Playing cards? Playing cards. Did they have nudity playing cards? Uh, I I well, they didn't be- have photographs yet. So oh, that's gonna, true. I bet, yeah. I, you did, know, I've like in Philadelphia etch? or New York. There might be nudie playing cards. Boston, less likely. Yeah. Um, though, admittedly, Boston had a region that was like their red light district that was called Mount Whoredom. Mount what? Whoredom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, Mount Whoredom. Yes. Wow. That is what they called. Does like- it still exist? No. Most of 17th century Boston or 18th century Boston doesn't exist because because uh, it was actually Mount, Mount, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Mount Hordum, but they couldn't pronounce the th, so it was just <laughs> turned into Hordum. <Whadam>. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> Mount Hordum. <Orton. clears throat> Is that hoardom?
1: Sure. <laughs> anyway. Just pocket. Guys got Guys got about hoardom. <laughs> go
0: the hoardom. mean thordom. Hoardom. That's what I said. <laughs> what
1: are you drunk? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I said. Think you better me. <laughs> Let's go to Duncan. I got my car keys and my car yeah, keys, yeah. and I'll just have to pick up my car from Harvard Yard. You know. Anyway. <laughs> That's all I got. That, that is his best accent, actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Combine it with your Chicago accent. Oh, you betcha! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, there's a lot of bleed over. There, you know, it, it, oh, you betcha! Uh, so the Americans responded with intimidation and boycotts. Americans refused to pay a tax that was not for regulating external trade that had that they had not had a voice in creating. Right, so Americans paid taxes. In the 1760s, mm. they paid, uh, there were navigation acts, uh, there were taxes on the external trade of the colonies, Americans more or less paid those, we'll get to that later, and and each of the colonies levied taxes for various things yeah. inside the colony. Uh, Britain had fought the French and Indian War as, uh, as part, uh, had fought a French and Indian War as components of the Wars of Spanish Succession in the early 1700s, and the Wars of Austrian Succession in the 1740s. So there were North American components of European wars before, and none of those wars had ever uh, generated British taxes after the fact, right? So, like, within living memory, Americans could remember a time where they'd fought in a war that in Europe that also had a North American component, and mm-hmm. afterwards, the British didn't come to them to ask for money. So they're like, why is this one different? Now, admittedly, The cost of the war is very different in 1763 when the French and Indian War ends, but sort of the precedent hasn't been set there. Um, So by the time the act had been repealed, the Treasury had raised something like 50 pounds total. The Stamp Act generates about 50 pounds for the British government. Oh. So it uh, was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, i administrative costs, gin costs, and hookah costs, plus bribes, we've got plus bribes. And, <laughs> and I, then the one of you just <laughs> lose just walking down the street. we we'll just blow it on Mount Horton. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> Mount Horton, I suggest a climb, my good <laughs>
1: It's unfortunate
0: you have to walk through Boston to get (laughs) there. But it's it in there. By the Duncan's on every corner. (laughs) I bet Starbucks, personally. (laughs) The residents of Boston speak the most atrocious French. (laughs) I don't, you can't understand a word they say. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love your
1: 17th century or 18th century Churchill accent. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> wait until <laughs> you hear my
0: 14th century Churchill accent. I, my no, no, <laughs> I, I think
1: I think Churchill, like Nixon, is eternal. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just I see him at parties every once in a while. <laughs>
0: We have a few drinks. He goes on a big rant about how the someone... The communists. Someone who happened to be... You talking about Churchill
1: and Nixon palling around in hell? Uh, palling uh, around, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. He
0: mostly tells me that Kissinger kept pinching him in the bottom. <laughs> And he never quite <laughs> knew how to read into it. And I said, uh, Dick, this is making me very uncomfortable. It would have. It would have absolutely um, made him. Why is it every time we're at a party, me like this? I don't like it.
1: <laughs> so the repeal of the Stamp Act brought about the fall of the British government and a new government with Charles Townsend, as Chancellor of the Exchequer and again de facto Prime Minister. I hate how they say that in parliamentary systems. It's so fucking dramatic. The fall of the government. It you is always so, so very dramatic. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, did a bunch of people just go <laughs> like rum, <laughs> rum, 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 at each other in a room? <laughs> and then, is that <laughs> all that happened?
1: <laughs> Fuck off with this sounds, fall of the it government. It sounds like a prelude to a coup or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's really. I mean, you know, it, it, to give to give the British just a little bit of of credence when you t- said coup. Uh, One of the most dangerous jobs in England for a great number of years was to be the speaker of the House of Commons (laughs) because they kept getting beheaded. Yeah. Really? Uh yeah, Kings Well if they would only keep their mouths shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kings. Wait, th- did they get their heads on the spike at yeah, Tower of London? Yeah, yeah, they kept being accused of treason by Kings. It it was not a good gig. They, the head on I mean, spike. You they, know they, was... they get a la- lasting memory on top of that spike. Like <laughs> you're not going to forget the dude whose head's on a spike. Dude, that was kind of the point.
0: You know there was that one fucked up guard at the Tower of London <laughs> that none of the other ones really liked that much. Could he creeped him out and everyone while like a broom handle He'd Put it, like, under their chins. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, I smart I was a big, man. I was a big important man in Parliament, No, my head's on a spike. <laughs> right, guys, right?
1: <laughs> so, Jesus, you, know, you know what? <laughs> he moves his mouth. You, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A hand laughs> <puppet>. Honestly, <laughs> honestly the, the one they wouldn't like would be the one who was creeped out by that. Oh, the, really? Oh, public executions were, like, carnivals. To to English people from like I think in America t- too. Well, was, yeah. Was a big well, well, for most people, in their
0: defense, more people die at American carnivals. <laughs>
1: British executions. <laughs> 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 no, but like, uh, well, and, and like during the Wars of the Roses, uh, one of the one of the contenders gets beheaded at one point, and they they stick a paper <laughs> crown on his head. They tar his head to keep it from. Uh, rotting too quickly and they like put a, do. and they put a paper crown on it to like mock him that he mm-hmm. thought he would be king so i can imagine that the guards would be like nice. oh
0: yeah i was a big man you know
1: so imagine if a frat
0: had control of heads on spikes <laughs> <laughs> Check <it> up, bro. <laughs> <Birthday>. <laughs> okay
1: so um charles townsend chancellor of the exchequer new de facto prime minister um, and Parliament also, when it repeals the Stamp Act, also passes what it calls the "quote declaratory act," uh, which stated that Parliament had the right "quote to bind the colonies in all cases whatsoever." End quote. So this is the equivalent of admitting to the mistake of the Stamp Act as a matter of policy, without conceding on the question of taxation. So the British are like. We repealed the stamp act cuz we wanted to. <laughs> we absolutely have the right to tax you whenever we want for whatever reason we want. We just choose not to mm. right here.
0: Kay. That's the whole like pff, you're not worth my time mm-hmm. like fight thing, you know what I mean? Like that was like, oh no, there's no <laughs> yeah. really it's. Well, I got an interview coming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't get punched in the face cuz mm-hmm. I could, I could probably take him, but like <laughs> so,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on probation it was a mutual breakup Oh, I'll that's the that. other part of it too so it, was, it was definitely mutual <laughs> uh, so Charles Townsend was entrusted to bring the debt under control and thus created a new complex system of taxation he managed uh, the passage of five acts that collectively were known as the Townsend Acts so Townsend's Revenue Act of 1767 placed duties on glass, lead, paint, paper, and tea so they're going to tax all of these things was already unacceptable to Americans for all the same reasons the Stamp Act had been, right? They mm-hmm. didn't have a choice. But there's an added... What b- <laughs> Wait, what's the American accent at the time? just It's a really... So have you ever seen the show John Adams? Mm-mm. Have you, I Lags? saw a little bit of it. Yeah. So they, there's a... Americans in the 1700s, like, in that show, everyone talks kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And the reason is they brought in a linguistics... Expert, yeah. an American colonial accent is this kind of weird, stilted, like almost British thing. It doesn't exist anymore. No. I wonder so how they knew how they sounded. another thing. it's the phonograph. <laughs> no? No. I think it's due to like the. I, I, I'm. I don't know if yeah. I had to make a guess. It's from the way that certain things get spelled and you can or misspelled or misspelled. And there's also the fact that you could probably go back through another way you could do it. Not the phonograph necessarily clearly for like people from the 1700s, but like, uh, their descendants in the 1800s would remember how they talked mm, and, and people write these things down. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how like, f- there's a couple of places where, like, like, there's, a, work, it seems like. there's a, there's uh, a, a, sorry, this is a bit of a, a, a tangent, but this happens sometimes with, for instance, Civil War place names, is that the the name, the way it's spelled, and the way it's said is entirely different. Ah, uh, right? much
0: like most Wisconsin town names. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: yeah. but sometimes, and I, there's a, uh, there was a thing I saw that was like, how do we know? And in some cases, it's. Someone wrote down the name and then in parentheses said how it was pronounced, right? Uh, it's like almost oh, spelled sure, it yeah, out yeah. phonetically. Um, and so you might have had someone sit down and be like, This is how my grandfather pronounced oh. certain words, mm. right? And maybe wrote it out. I don't know for certain, but hand it's, me that package. Nobody else? No. Nobody
0: else's dad said package. All no. right. Anyway.
1: Uh, but the point <laughs> what, did, what did George Washington sound like? I don't know. Uh, he would have sounded whatever whatever, whatever sounds we, like to have wooden teeth or whatever. Well, and and human teeth. Yeah, he had human, uh, human person did, teeth. Didn't he have like? He had a bunch wooden? of different kinds of teeth, his teeth for different were all things. Up. Yeah, he lost all of his teeth. That wasn't uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have toothbrushes. Um, right. He had there's there's a reason. Part of the reason he didn't smile uh, is that his character was very. He tried to be very stoic, very solemn. So that's part of it. The other part of it is he's very self-conscious about the way his teeth I look. I was going to say, are you uh, sure he's not
0: just sad he's got fucked up teeth? <laughs> no, because that's the thing. Hmm, so I must so take Washington everything te- seriously now because what? my tooth hurts.
1: So. so he wasn't actually a sad person. He oh. had a lot of like really big emotions, but he was told you can't have those. So he's repressing them constantly, which is why his temper is so legendary. Mm. Uh, My favorite story about George Washington, and it's the thing I hate about 18th century people, is they would never write down things that made them blush. So Uh, there's
0: nothing else that 18th century people did that you'd hate for? (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Not a single institution that existed.
1: No, but at the Battle of Monmouth, uh, uh, his second in command, Charles Lee shits the bed uh tells troops to retreat when they should have attacked and the quote and and washington is just livid and one of his staff officers says that washington swore at lee until the leaves on the trees shook and i want to know what curse word what string of curse words makes leaves on trees shake um. Well,
0: because like, isn't it the farther back you go, the like less?
1: Oh no, no, nasty.
0: No. The curse words sound. Yeah, like I, I mean, scallywag oh, and no, no. like. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so
1: the thing is, is that people write down words like scallywag. They write down words like scoundrel. <laughs> but they meant and fucking stink ass motherfucking <laughs> yes. piece of shit. Yeah, okay. but like, <laughs> did, yeah, I mean, God did goddamn they have son those of kind of curse words back then? I don't. know. Yeah, no, they did. They, like, they did, and that's the thing. Like, and you're you're also right that there's like, if you go back to the Middle Ages, like people will say. God God's bones, and that's like a—that's a curse word. It's an oath. You're taking the Lord's name in vain, right? Like that was something God's like bones. Like, God's bones, yeah, like something yeah, like really some Sacra bleu, in French, means the sacred blood. Oh, like so it all it's, relates it's, it's, to God. In the in the in the Middle Ages, it does. Uh, so like, they're you words might, you use to curse people, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and. You know, it devolves from there, but it's. It, but anyway, the point I curse
0: is, you with the curse of that hot girl over there. No, all right. So, <laughs> bot kind of counts as a curse word, right?
1: I, I think it's more like condemning people, essentially, right? Mm. Like, my God. But yeah, so Townsend passes all of these acts. <laughs> all right, back on track. So he passes this 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 tax act, which is already unpopular, but he adds a wrinkle which is he wants the money to actually be collected. So in order to collect oh, it... Oh, you wait. mean he wants to have taxes that work? Yes. Uh, huh. and so huh. That's weird. <laughs> you mean 50 pounds wasn't enough? <laughs> no.
0: no. <laughs> I don't understand why they don't just understand that Like all you have to do is print money occasionally to keep the masses happy and then keep cutting taxes for rich people until... The economy works. So that's what, <laughs> until everything goes good.
1: Yeah, yeah. they didn't uh, plunder Thatcher, India enough. Thatcher is. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I missed what you said. I said they didn't plunder India enough.
0: Oh. Uh, and, that's a that's a rough. That's worse than anything I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thatcher, they Thatcher.
1: plundered the fuck out of India. <laughs> yeah, but not in 1760. They hadn't finished.
0: They didn't even own <laughs> all I of, of them. Though, or <laughs> they
1: just were getting started, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that <is just> <laughs> <laughs> Woo! There'll be a couple more wars to conquer the rest no, of no, India no. at this point. But anyway. Um, the so they were, we're, they were pop- just getting acquainted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the Revenue Act. <laughs> 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 they, they hadn't even gotten the foreplay yet. They excuse were me, excuse me, India, have
0: you dropped your hanky <laughs> Have you dropped your handker on the ground? India? Is, is that w- is that
1: what they're calling the flag? <laughs> <laughs> Did India have a flag at the no, time? No, that's oh, why today. that's why Britain was. That's that's the Eddie Izzard yeah, joke. Yeah,
0: Anyway, so the revenue You have Act- two comics on this podcast. Yeah. You don't have to talk about <laughs> other comics jokes <laughs> in front of us. I don't know, Adam, if yeah, you're with me, that we prefer. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> you can so know- talk about my jokes. Oh. Yeah. They didn't have enough Brendan's, Bracken's, and Kyle's. Oh, yeah, that's true. In uh, India? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, so the Revenue Act uh, granted, quote, writs of assistance to customs officers. Uh, And this allowed British officials to search anything at any time for any reason. Okay. So think of this. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah. Think of this in terms of our fourth amendment. Mm. Rates of assistance were super search and seizure warrants that required no probable cause. Oh, You could just search anyone at any time for any reason.
0: They passed a law making everyone in the country a black man in a car (laughs) in America today. Is that that basically what they did? They said cavity searches (laughs) and will. Uh.
1: (laughs) So that's the first of the acts. The second was the uh, Commissioners of Customs Act which created a new board of customs officers for North America to be based in Boston and then other port cities. However, because of the writs of assistance, soldiers were needed... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made the noise. Soldiers were needed. In order to enforce these writs of assistance that these customs officers would enforce, you needed to have soldiers to help enforce the act. Uh, This, in part, led to the Boston Massacre. Oh, This is the reason why there are British soldiers How many people
0: died at the Boston Massacre?
1: Uh, It's like... It's five or seven, somewhere in there. Um, so, <laughs> Americans were not used to having soldiers living among them. That was not something the British had done in the 150 years previously. They were not used to having soldiers. Uh, was that a thing that happened a lot in like the whole, where Where would that happen in the Commonwealth, so to speak? Uh, I mean, the British in, in the, the British Empire in the 1760s is too cheap to actually have soldiers living in the empire. British soldiers live in the middle of nowhere, and they live in Britain. Uh, in order to, like, when I say in the middle of nowhere, I mean British soldiers have been garrisoned on the frontiers mm-hmm. of of the of the American colonies. They were garrisoned in the Caribbean to help put down slave rebellions. Uh, they and most of the time they spent garrisoned in Britain. Like the caribbeans it's, right yeah, yeah the caribbean right to help put down that's what i was saying to put down the uh, slave rebellion sure. but it, they <clears throat> were they spent a lot of time garrisoned in ireland scotland and england to put down civil unrest like that was th- have you ever heard the phrase to read the someone the riot act yeah no. that comes the british parliament passed riot acts and a riot act was uh, a British Army officer, if there was a large group of people that the government didn't like, whether or not they were a riot, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. uh, a British Army officer would read them the Riot Act saying, you need to, by order of parliament, go home within a certain amount of time. If you do not, we will shoot you. Huh. Uh, so, like, if it was an hour. Luckily, it never came to that. Oh, it came to that <laughs> frequently. Oh, hey, we're talking about the best All Bas- the time. yeah. Bas- all the time, um, and so, for instance, and like one of the British Army regiments, most British Army regiments have some kind of nickname. Um, one of them is a unit. War of, criminals. No, no, <laughs> uh, one is, is called. Uh, this unit still exists. They're called the Black Watch. Uh, they, they are the, a Scot. They were they raised. Put in, down the slave revolts. No, no, they, they were, were raised. Called uh, the Black Watch. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the first time I might
0: cut one out for Lex. <laughs>
1: no no it wasn't it wasn't that gnarly (laughs) they were raised in scotland they were highlanders uh and the reason they're called the black watch is uh the color of their kilts the color of their tartan was a lot darker than Mm. the norm but their original reason was to police scotland like to be a ready-made unit of Scots to put down other Scots who might rise up in rebellion. So the British Army spent a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were Americans were not used to them living in cities. Okay, right? um, but it, so in the other parts they're living in people's houses. Like in, sometimes oh, sure. and and occasionally they are in Britain. Um, Didn't they have forts? They stuff? the thing <laughs> is is part of the reason they don't have forts is the British government is too cheap. Like, that's the reason for quartering acts. You it's, know,
0: like, it's an army. Like, the, the yeah. Romans would just cut a fucking chunk of forest down and make yeah. a fort. But you the, have
1: to pay for that. You have to, that's money you have to spend. In the British system, yes. Like, okay. that's the thing. And and so the British government is, begrudges every penny it spends on the army. It hates spending money on the army. Much rather spend the money on the navy because the okay. navy can't stage a coup. Did the British army ever, was ever <laughs> called in tell to that, put down slave to to the, in the fucking. US? <laughs> Or in the American? Was the British Army ever called in to put down slave revolts in the America? In, in the actual United in, yeah, States. Yeah, in the actual United yeah. States. Uh the yeah. only time that I could think of that maybe is Bacon's Rebellion. The British uh, Army right. is used That's, to help yeah. is, is used to help put down Bacon's rebellion. Um and, like, for instance, at the first... The first con- vegan. The-, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the First Continental Congress, Georgia, isn't at the First Continental Congress, and the reason they're not is they're in the middle of an Indian war, and they don't want to upset the British, while well, British army troops are helping them fight off uh, Native Americans, so they're like, we're going to skip this one. Mm. Um, and that's part of the reason why the Caribbean islands don't rise up in rebellion. Like, the the Continental Congress writes letters to the bahamas to bermuda to join the continental congress mm-hmm. in their in in our rebellion and what keeps them on britain's side is the is the ratio of enslaved people to free people yeah it's yeah. way too high yeah, to yeah. is way to give way up, too up that
0: to. amount of force yeah. like mm-hmm. like the, the amount to, to, yeah. To, yeah. to apply that much like mm-hmm. force to a rebellion yeah i mean in haiti it was, I think it was 30 to 1. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean. So I think, like, in yeah. a, in, even in the South at its worst, in the American like continental the South, it was like, it was like still not even, it was like 2 to 1. Like, it yeah. wasn't even. I, I'm forgetting for the like exact South numbers. Carolina. Yeah. But well, yeah,
1: even like, there, you would have places where, you had places where enslaved people outnumbered free people throughout the American South, but then you would have places where, that wasn't true. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so whereas the islands of the Caribbean, it was never close. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So the the third of these two of these five acts was the New York Restraining Act. Uh, which for <laughs> We've been working on that. One. I know. <laughs> Can we resurrect this one <laughs> just in every way?
0: Like, it's, 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 it's the New York. New Jersey as well. We're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well the, the New York restraining ego ash. Like, just keep it. Oh, you're the greatest city on earth. The greatest city on earth. Like, the Madrid doesn't fucking exist, or Rome doesn't exist anyway. Uh, we love New York. We love New York City. Book us. <laughs> <laughs> we love the comedy clubs in New yeah, York. Yeah, that, those are the best parts of New York. Everything else is fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what, the, what did
1: the New York Restraining Act it, actually do? It forbade the government of the colony of New York from doing anything until it provided food, shelter, and supplies to the soldiers being housed under that in that colony under a separate quartering act. So a couple of years before, the British passed a Quartering Act, which said that there were going to be British troops occupying the western portion of the the state, right? Uh, Ticonderoga, uh, Fort Ticonderoga was a really important fort. It sits between the Hudson River and Lake Champlain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were going to be British troops stationed there and in other places on the Western frontier and the British passed a quartering act, which said that the colony of New York needed to give them food and shelter and firewood and all this stuff. And the government in New York didn't want to. And so the restra- uh, the New York restraining act said, you don't get to do anything until you pay up. Now, this act never actually went into effect because the colony of New York complied with the quartering act before it went into law. Uh, but for the Americans, it demonstrated that the British were willing to hold an elected government hostage for resources. Right? Like, that was what that, that act did.
0: <laughs> they were surprised. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're like, oh my God,
0: the British will just take liberty away from people who don't pay them. <laughs> yep. This is unprecedented in the world. <laughs> they haven't. To- I before mean, they're not just right? here to
1: protect our liberties? What the fuck? No, oh, yeah. So the fourth was the Indemnity Act, which reduced taxes on the British East India Company imports of tea to England. So this would reduce the price of tea both in England and America. Part of the reason the British East India uh, Company was on the verge of bankruptcy, a state of affairs that was near constant in the late 1700s, was that smuggled tea to America was cheaper, right? So That's always true, right?
0: Yeah. Like so smuggled ho- shit is always cheaper. That's, what it that's Tends why. to be, yeah. How How is your company going bankrupt when you're like like the only company? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, get to that. That was just like <laughs> how poorly
1: it was. <laughs> we'll get to that.
0: Oh, no. Is it competition? <laughs> mm, it's Damn. not competition, actually. <laughs> so the hope was
1: is that the Indemnity Act would reduce the price of legal tea to the point where it would undercut smugglers. That was the point. Um. You're never going
0: to undercut smugglers. Yeah. You're never going to. Never.
1: Well, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, whether or not you can. All right, fair enough. So finally, there was the Vice Admiralty Court Act. This act gave admiralty courts the jurisdiction for smuggling offenses. The principal reason for this was that colonial courts and juries rarely found smugglers guilty. In the, in the Americas. Mm. If someone was accused of smuggling and they went to a, a jury trial America. in America, they, the juries tended to be like, well, that's oh the my, guy who brings me my cheap tea. Yeah, yeah. so oh, no, free he's, land of the smuggler. Well, that's America. no, but
0: those courts mm-hmm. were actually legitimate courts where every individual was a free man on the land yeah. and a sovereign citizen of their own self. Whereas the maritime courts <laughs> that you <laughs> mentioned knew, knew earlier, the with knew, their fringed <laughs> flag. So you're just a commodity. You're just a you're everyone's a corporation. So, right Michael, The history scholar? No.
1: Yeah, no. It, they're just smugglers cuz they don't follow the rules man well, yeah. they're fucking I mean, what rebels is it? what Dude, really they're... is this man it's just like a line <laughs> on a map man you're pirates
0: man they're just like what? And people want to just get fucking lit off their tea man I've <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just provided a service man <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't drink tea I win smuggle. it. <laughs> <laughs> so Uh. so these vice admiral courts the bigger problem is other than the free citizens on the land Wait, so wait, g- the tea smugglers, was that the edgiest thing that was going on in America? There wasn't like, you know, real drug no. s- smuggling they did, they going they had on. No, they didn't figure that part out. So, and we <laughs> saw all the tobacco.
0: God damn it, I gotta raise my hand again and say, slavery, I think was the edgiest thing going on in America at <laughs> the yeah, yeah, time. That, that's just, fair, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they got they got all their edginess
1: out <laughs>
0: with that with that one institution. They're like, and oh the genocide.
1: That's true. Yeah yeah that, that was, yeah, yeah, that was so, yeah. So, so these these vice admiralty courts possessed no jury. Uh, were located far away. None of them were located in America. The closest one would have been in Halifax, in in Canada. There was, there were other ones in the Caribbean. Um, their evidentiary standards to find someone guilty in vice admiralty court, the evidence bar was way lower than a civil court. Okay. Uh, And if this wasn't enough, Admiralty Court judges were paid based on the fines they imposed. (laughs) Naval officers, who would be the people bringing you to trial, were rewarded for bringing in smugglers. They're bounty hunters. Yeah. And suspects had to, at their own expense, present themselves to the court. And if a suspect failed to appear, they were considered guilty. It's a kangaroo court I'm actually.
0: I'm actually... I see the precursor to the constitution mm-hmm. in a lot of this. Yeah. Like if you if you don't if you can't afford an attorney, yep. one will be provided for you because uh, you, you have, have, have to be tried swiftly not, by a jury of your peers. And, and they're not the gonna get paid for mm-hmm. like
1: turning you in or whatever. Well,
0: not until that one fucking hassle in Ohio or whatever with the juvenile court. You know what I'm talking about? No. no. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the judge who was paid off. And you private prison corporation yeah, was yeah. giving him kickbacks for yeah, every teenager for he sent and sentences and, and, and yeah.
1: even beyond. Like that's corruption. That's illegal. Like, mm. well, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, but but like on on paper it's illegal. Whereas like the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. Uh, judges who went uh, who overlooked those cases were paid ten dollars if they found that the person was a slave, and five dollars if they found that the person wasn't a slave. It's, so there was and that was written into the law of the Fugitive it's, Slave it's, Act. It's so
0: I just don't understand how humans can like everyone had to just know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And just had to like nod and mm-hmm. be like, well, okay, yep. I guess we all know that we're instituting a perverse incentive scheme that's yeah. going to blow up in our faces. But
1: so you got you had to compromise with the South. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's so, so all of these by
0: doing everything they wanted by always,
1: bending over backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and Taking that, that forwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that was. I said, sir. Sir, I said, sir. <laughs> sir i said,
0: sir.
1: I'm going...
0: I am passing the Southern uh, Domination Act. The well, safe word is, is Flugelhorn. <laughs> there are no safe words in the Southern Domination Act. Uh, everyone is now officially a uh, mob. <laughs> I, this I is- do, I do, I do declare. <laughs> You are my subs. <laughs> my subs- <laughs> my- <laughs> if-, if you are from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> specific- <laughs> Specifically, what do we got? Horrington, <laughs> Mount Horrington. <Hortum. laughs> <laughs> Usually, i come down to my manor immediately. This is the—I will pass another act called "The South is Right Always Forever for No Reason." <laughs> Act. If you act, if you are from the South, you can say anything you want. You can do it out loud, you can do it on social media, and you can just say things and say that they're true. <laughs> there will have no negative impacts of this at all. Until <laughs>
1: until Atlanta burns. Anyway. Ooh, hell yeah. So Yes, but just that one time. <laughs> just that one time. <laughs> so all of... <laughs>
2: I think that you was you need to go answer. on
1: the road with that accent. Oh, but, I only, could, I could. <laughs> but only north of the Mason Dixon line. Uh, well, I don't know; they might find it charming. <laughs> I doubt it. Anyway, all of these acts—that's <laughs> all, folks. All of these acts. <laughs> <laughs> all of these acts were one desi- uh, were designed to one produce revenue for the British government, and two insulate colonial judges and governors from their colonial assemblies. Previously, governors and judges relied on elected assemblies for their salaries. Under the Townsend system, they would rely on Parliament in Great Britain. (laughs) So the boycotts swung back into action, and between that and the Boston Massacre, of which only two of the soldiers were found guilty of manslaughter, not murder. So, the soldiers actually were they put on uh, paid administrative leave? <laughs> John, John. so so this is this is the thing the boston massacre is really i i think is really interesting because the image we have in our head is probably the image paul revere wrote uh, he, paul revere's engraving is the one it's, a, yeah. it's a, not a good picture, I see exactly. in that picture it's, like it's in every high school yeah, history but book, that picture yeah. has captain uh i think it's captain preston is the commander the british officer has him standing behind his men with his sword out basically yelling at them to yeah. fire. The reality is, is, it is more that of an Captain what well, that's the thing. Captain Preston is sta- was standing in front of his men arguing with a crowd. And the crowd was throwing shit the soldiers. Mm-hmm. The soldiers all had their yeah, when guns When you throw loaded. stuff at people with guns good things happen And that's actually the thing. Captain Preston at the trial says that one of his soldiers was hit in the head and fell down and brown Bess muskets the muskets that British soldiers used <clears throat> in the 1700s if you dropped them they went off so this guy got hit in the head and fell down oh, his musket his, discharged. Really? And the rest of the line of soldiers know. thought that the, the order to fire had been given, oh, and they missed it, so they fired into the crowd. It's huh.
0: like, that's like so, grenades that, like, if they move through air, they explode.
1: But the thing is,
0: is that... I have these landmines that, uh, if they get touched at all by anyone at any point, the person burying them.
1: But the thing is, is that Captain Preston had... Uh, uh, powder burns on his clothing, meaning that the guns have been fired like next to him. Wow! Which why would you order your yeah, men to fire yeah, if you're yeah. standing in front of your men? It was so inaccurate that. What and props? Props and like
0: like badass metal points. You know what <laughs> I mean? But a point, <laughs> is he doing the horns like the metal horns? Like,
2: fire! <laughs> <laughs> we to
0: It's like the street cred. He was actually uh, uh, an ancestor of the lead singer of Iron Maiden. Uh, A lot of people don't know that.
1: That is one (laughs) hundred percent true. But but the point being that that's the reason. uh, Like a jury of Boston men found Captain Preston not guilty. Mm -hmm. Found most of the men who were put on trial not guilty. And the two that they found guilty, again, they didn't find them guilty of murder, which yeah. would be premeditated. They, found, they were like, You did kill someone. Manslaughter. But it's manslaughter. It was an accident. You didn't mean to do it, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Adams was their lawyer. Oh, uh, yeah. And John I Adams remember. defended Yeah, them. I was about to say, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. In, and
0: in his own defense, he was just like,
1: It all happened
0: so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to order my troops to stand down. And they did it all.
1: So following, following the, the boycotts and the Boston Massacre, uh, they not only the government not only repealed all of the Townsend Acts, but they also collapsed. The Townsend government also collapses. Now, Townsend himself died suddenly of a fever in 1767. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, the Brit- uh, for the British, all of this was still underscored by the need for additional revenue. They still needed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next, we will discuss the Boston Tea Party. And that's the end of our show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hang on, first of all. All right, so
0: let's let's break down what we did yeah. so far yeah. mm-hmm. on this Before show. Before we actually yeah. so I
1: was thrown on the spot. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he's at, just like pointing at me, and
1: he's like... Say something. <laughs> A moral scholar pointed at you. And you're like, oh! like,
0: I don't want to be judged. Right? <laughs> 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 I, uh... he's, like, he's like, I know where you're going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Repent. I, Repent. I saw my life flash before my eyes mm. at that moment. But as far as what we've talked about so far, yeah. we've talked about. What did we learn? We've learned about the Stamp Act, uh, we've learned about the Townsend Acts. And we've learned that Captain Preston is an ancestor of Iron mm-hmm. Maiden. Yeah, yeah, That's we, what we learned. We also learned about Mount Hordom. We did, oh, learn, oh, about we did about <laughs> learn about Mount Hortum. Do we have lessons
0: learned on this one? I like, am
1: uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I I actually, uh, it, it's only taken me 12 episodes, but I have literally written down what I think the lesson should be at the end of part two. Right. I oh. finally have oh. taken mm. aboard what Adam Lacks keeps trying to <laughs> seemingly almost <laughs> passive-aggressively <laughs> uh, get me to do. No, 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 as a, as a
0: Northeast, Easterner, I guess North Centraler, yeah. Maryland. Yeah, no, The trick to communicating with him is to always be thinking about what he's actually trying to say, not what he's saying. It's a bit of a lift at first, but you get used to so it. So I,
1: I have I have lessons learned written down. We'll get to uh, it when we end part two. All right, I'm. But, d- let's do predictions. Let's okay. do
0: lesson learned, yeah, doctor history, moral scholar predictions on this one. It's uh,
1: going to end up well for the British Empire. Well, that's mm. not a lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said predictions. No, no, no. A uh, prediction of lessons learned. What do you think sorry. I'm going to say the lessons should be? Um, mm. If it helps, I can tell you how many lessons uh, I have. I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three. Three lessons. What do you think? All um, right. Think. All right. <sighs> the British were dumb. Okay, that's One. Okay, you get <laughs> you get one. I get an, right, this one's going to be mine. We have to agree on the third because okay. you really just went in hot with that one. But all right,
0: I'm going to go with. I know you very well. I've known you for years since college. Uh, I'm going to go with. All right, <clears throat> there's but one fight in this world that is <laughs> worth a damn, my fellow Americans, <laughs> and that is the fight of liberty. Liberty against tyranny. Liberty against those who would impose themselves upon us. Liberty, my fellow Americans, cannot have be been taken by the British. Cannot be taken by the French, but for God Himself is that close? Is that close to? Wait, wait, you that, can't tell that, us. That,
1: so. Sorry. That, so was that, that the, was accent. the les- What was what was the lesson there? Liberty is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tax bitches
0: get money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that accent was. I'm gonna call it Scotch. Lord american That sounds like Churchill
1: meets William Wallace meets, like, Southern Preacher. You know what's but, interesting? Is you kind of actually had the cadence of what they talk of in John Adams. Oh, really? Yeah, you kind of got there. Not right, quite, well, but it's I, a little bit.
0: I just have to pause the episode for a moment to let all of our listener know that... <laughs> That I actually learn shit sometimes. <laughs> I actually learn things and pay attention, and you know what? It's brightened my it brightened my day, my soul,
1: my year. Okay, so what's our third lesson? Mm, all right. So we have the British are dumb. Mm-hmm. Liberty is good. I Don't got... tax Americans.
0: Don't <laughs> tax Americans? Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. I'm doing one more. Don't drop... Brown Besses. <laughs> <like laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that'll come in real handy at Lexington. Anyway, uh, so uh, next we will discuss the Boston Tea Party. Okay. All right. We're going to start off the. Uh, this is our show, Laughing Historically. Laughing
0: Historically, you guys. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on uh, Twitter and Pornhub. And check us out! I'm just kidding, we're not on Pornhub yet.
1: Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> laughing hist. We actually laughing the,
0: hist. The, the the trouble with being on Pornhub is we haven't actually passed their censors yet. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. They're still. We're uh, we, we yeah, actually yeah. working on it. Yeah, our verification page. is still pending. Unfortunately, <laughs> 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 doctor morals got to set his hands But for real, guys, we love doing this podcast. Yeah, like. So Follow, subscribe, and uh, also leave, leave comments. A review. Yeah. yeah, leave a review. Talk shit. M- make Kunan's day. Uh, or, you know, break me down into tiny little uh, emotional pieces that <laughs> talk, might not talk make Talk shit it. on yeah, social in, media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to make me feel small.
1: Ask doctor, history scholar, moral, probity master of the world <laughs> a question. <laughs> I, would, I would relish that. Seriously. And, yeah, that's it. That's our show.
0: That's our show. Thank you so much. All right.